Shalom, everyone, and welcome to another episode of A Christian Voice. Please check out my Patreon page, and if you can, support the work at patreon.com slash achristianvoice. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Check it out. I've uploaded a few coronavirus resources you may find interesting. Again, patreon.com slash achristianvoice. Well, I hope you and yours are well and are not succumbing to the spirit of fear sweeping the world right now. If you are, you've come to the right place. I'm going to tell you some things today which, if you listen through, will give you the answers of hope and the opportunity for perfect peace. Does anyone have peace in these times? Yes, I do. Other Christians too. I'm sorry if you know of people who say they are Christians and they're living in fear. They don't need to be. There is a supernatural peace that is granted to God's people, exactly as these verses state. Psalm 29, verse 11. The Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Be careful, or in other words, full of care or concern. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. The book of John, chapter 14, verse 27. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. For such a time as this, this quote comes from the book of Esther. Esther, who was born Hadassah, was a nice Jewish girl, the kind your mother wanted you to marry. She happened to be easy on the eyes as well. So easy, in fact, that when the king of Persia where she was being brought up near the king's court as part of a people in captivity, held a national beauty contest to find himself a new queen. Esther was his choice. He actually ruled over 127 provinces from India to Ethiopia, so that was quite an amazing thing. Things went well with her for a time, until one bad dude convinced the king that all Jews everywhere ought to be slaughtered for existing. There may have been something in there as well about 10,000 pieces of silver exchanging hands. In any case, think of the fear. The king has made it a law and established a set day to die. Get ready, everyone. Here is your death date. I imagine, from all I am seeing and hearing out there, many people are feeling that way about COVID-19, which they are now seeming to blur with SARS-CoV-2. Either way, it is a coronavirus. 
May I please tell you that the common cold is also a coronavirus? Yes, yes, it actually is. Coronavirus has been around a long time. What makes this one a pandemic? The fact that it has been declared one. Doesn't hurt that if anyone dies from another issue, such as a heart attack, that had been deemed positive for coronavirus, it is being added to the totals. I am not here to argue whether that is right or wrong. You can be accused of inflating numbers by including them, and you can be accused of intentionally downplaying risk by not including them. My only point in mentioning it is that they are being included in COVID mortality. Of course, there is a difference between dying from the virus and dying with it. Presumptive cases as well are being included in the totals. What are presumptive positive cases? According to the CDC, quote, a probable case or death is defined by 1. Meeting clinical criteria and epidemiologic evidence with no confirmatory laboratory testing performed for COVID-19 or 2. Meeting presumptive laboratory evidence and either clinical criteria or epidemiologic evidence or 3. Meeting vital records criteria with no confirmatory laboratory testing performed for COVID-19 End quote. That last one sounds a little broad, doesn't it? Meeting vital records criteria with no confirmatory laboratory testing performed for COVID-19. Never let a good crisis go to waste, no. And if there isn't one, by golly, manufacture one. They've just cried wolf too many times for me. During the illegal years, they tried to declare the following global pandemics without enough success in creating panic. H1N1, which you may remember as swine flu, avian flu, SARS, MERS, Ebola. There was the anthrax scare. I'm sure at the moment I'm forgetting at least one. But they were unable to create the mass hysteria we are seeing now. They were unable to accomplish the globalist agenda of American government holding their own citizens hostage in most areas. Fortunately, where I live is not one of them. Mass panic at stores and suppliers running out of the things we used to be laughed at for ordering. That one annoys me. I can't get my good powdered cheese at the moment because apparently everyone thought it was a storage necessity. Well, it does make some fine pasta, sauces, cheese biscuits, what have you. Still, pardon my typical digression. During the illegal years, they only dreamed of the United States government subsidizing every area of industry as many businesses as they can get on board with so-called forgivable loans. Hmm, we used to call that a grant. Providing they comply with whatever conditions are attached. That ought to scare you. What conditions are attached? Don't know unless you get one. Even self-employed individuals are eligible. Largely being one, I found that interesting. What do they want with us? Dem libs only dream of a new deal like the one President Trump has begun bread without the circus, because we need a time of crisis to make true conservatives shudder, and those who only believe they are to hold their noses and swallow. I just received every socialist enemy's most sacred dream, free money just for existing. Not that I'm sending it back. I don't know how that could be done. And yes, I is broken enough to get the full amount. But the way it came, I cannot get on board with this. I cannot pretend that someone mouthing free market 
feels the need to dictate that it cannot behave naturally, and subsequently controls it with bailouts. Where is the outcry, as we heard so loudly during the illegal years? Why can we not let people and businesses write out acts of God as they write out other market factors? Don't get me wrong, I am not in favor of suffering of poverty. Goodness, no. After a lifetime of it, I am thoroughly sick of it. I certainly do not wish it on others, but it remains a fact of human existence. Government is not the answer, especially American government. So I have a hard time really believing this one any more than the others. I occasionally tune into news and watch other places acting crazy. I have a special folder in my email for the 100% of companies I have ever done business with telling me their COVID policies and procedures as though I care. Apparently, most people do. And that scares me more than anything. How easily people have fallen. I peek out to the outside world and imagine the laughter of the elite as they eat my powdered cheese and sip my temporarily out-of-stock grape juice to wash down my three times the normal price, everyday, cheap, previously unpopular vitamin followed up by a fresh cleansing with my unavailable, restricted item mouthwash. Okay, maybe that's going a bit too far. But now can you see the absurdity of all of this? And I cannot believe people are actually discussing vaccine registries. Has everyone gone mad out there? Moot question as the answer is an obvious yes. Gone mad or going there bullet train speed? which is what happens when you don't have the wisdom of God living in you. And let's discuss Dr. Burks and her admission, if you were listening closely, that the bottom of the iceberg, asymptomatic base, is entirely presumptive, and that the model numbers are predicated on that as an important factor. Also, listen to their terminology. Are they actually testing for COVID-19 as a novel virus? with RNA specific only to the COVID-19? Are they using the COVID-2 SARS testing and conflating that into the COVID-19 numbers? If you read the CDC FAQs for healthcare professionals, it would appear so. The link for that is in the description as always. And or are they testing generically for coronavirus, which is not new and has many different strains and is almost certain to come out with mass positives. Now, I'm not suggesting that the entire medical community is participating in a public scam to hoodwink people. What I am saying is that we need to look at facts, understand them, and put them in their proper place. We also need to listen carefully to all of the words people are speaking, and not just filter out the numbers, without understanding where they are coming from and the basis used to determine them. I have found listening to Drs. Burks and Fauci very informative. Listen carefully, though, and if you did not understand something, anything, note it down and research it. You'll be glad you did. And then you will have a mental defense against falling so far so fast the next time. Oh, there will be a next time. This one has been so successful, you can count on more to follow. I have some more interesting virus-related info on Patreon. It is behind a paywall. But I think the primary source videos and links are worth it. My viewpoint? Maybe or maybe not worth it. But you're going to have to listen to make that determination. 
patreon.com slash a Christian voice. But these facts, reassuring as they might be, are not where my peace is coming from. My peace comes solely from the fact that I am safe in the hands of the all-powerful God of all things, because I have been invited into his family through his son Yeshua, or Jesus. I accepted that invitation. You've also been given that invitation. In the book of Luke, Yeshua is telling a parable to help them understand God's will for his kingdom to be filled with people from all nations. In verse 23 of chapter 14 we read, And the Lord said unto his servant, Go out into the highways and hedges, and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. The servant in the parable is representative of Christians. This is what we do. This is why we are always telling you about Yeshua, or Jesus, to compel you to come in and fill the house of the most merciful, sweet, loving, gracious, peace-giving God with us. We would be most wretched if we kept it to and for ourselves. Misery may or may not love company, but peace and joy sure love to see others enjoying them. So what happened to our lovely Queen Esther? Ah, yes, thanks for the reminder. Esther had kept her ethnicity a secret, on the advice of her wise former guardian Mordecai. Now he was asking her both to reveal it, and to appeal directly to the king to stop the slaughter. No big deal, she's the queen, right? Yeah, didn't so much work that way with this guy. No one, even the queen, could approach the king at will. They had to be called. He could show mercy by holding out his scepter to them, or they could die. Door one or door two, folks. King's decision. So Esther, she was naturally afraid. She explained the situation to Mordecai. He answered her back that if she acted in fear instead of faith, salvation would arise from somewhere else. But she and her father's household would not escape. She had to choose faith. For who knows, he asked her, whether you have come to be queen for such a time as this. We Christians, I believe, are here for such a time as this. A time of dark fear you can almost feel rolling off of people through the screen. A time where death is in the forefront of most minds. Perhaps imminent, perhaps their own, or someone they love. A time where people worldwide are facing their own mortality like no time in recent history. The very time when they need to hear us louder than ever, telling them of the one true and solid rock they can stand secure on. For who is a rock save our God? Second Samuel 22, verse 32b. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. I will call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. The sorrows of death compassed me, and the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about, the snares of death prevented me. In my distress I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry came before him, even unto his ears. Psalm 18, verses 2 through 6. Again, Psalm 18 and verse 31 ask, 
who is a rock save our God? Save here means accept. So we can read it, who is a rock except our God? The answer being, of course, no one. Romans chapter 9, verse 33. As it is written, Behold, I lay in Zion a stumbling stone and rock of offense. And whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Nor should we be ashamed to tell others of the hope within us, as First Peter 3.15 instructs us. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you, with meekness and fear, especially at such a time as this. They may not be asking directly, but their hearts are asking. There are so many hearts out there crying out for the answer. Yeshua, Jesus, ought we not to be answering? Is that not why we are going through this? To give the answer. I think it is. I think we are here for such a time as this. Just like Queen Esther. Did she choose fear or faith? She chose faith. Did she die? No. She went to the powerful king and found mercy at his throne. Through a series of exciting events, which you can read in your own Holy Bible, she was able to tell her heritage and plead successfully for the lives of her people. In fact, the king was outraged that anyone should dare to dream of laying a hand on his queen. He made a new decree that the Jews could rise up to defend themselves. And so they did. Suffice it to say, they won. Let's eat. Oh, wait, bad dude? You care what happened to him? He got the end he had planned for Mordecai. For those listening who are not Christians, won't you come in out of the cold darkness of fear today? Put your faith in the true and living God of the Holy Bible and His only begotten Son, Yeshua, Jesus. Ask Him to forgive you your sinfulness, to bring you into His kingdom, and to give you that peace which passes all understanding. He will. He will. If anyone needs or wants a Holy Bible, please write to achristianvoice at mail.com with your mailing address, and I will send you one. There is no charge in any way for this. This, like salvation, is an entirely free gift. It costs me something, but it costs you nothing. My salvation, my peace, as Isaiah says, the chastisement of our peace was upon him. It cost my Lord and Savior Yeshua his life. It cost my Heavenly Father his beloved Son. What an insignificant cost for me, a mere Bible, for me to show my thanks. So please do write me. Again, that's achristianvoice at mail.com. Let me end today with a few more words of peace borrowed from Holy Scripture. Now the Lord of peace himself give you peace always, by all means. The Lord be with you all. 1 Thessalonians 3.16 Thanks for listening. Copyright A. Christian, 2020 and following.